Hey gang, welcome to the Gill Athletics Connections Podcast, the show that brings you the men and women of track and field and explores their unique stories. The show is brought to you by Gill Athletics. Head on over to gillathletics.com to find all your track and field equipment needs. While you're there, would you take a second to write just a quick review on your favorite product? Look in the upper right hand corner of the website of your favorite product. No matter how big, how small, shot put, hammer cage, pull ball pole, pull ball pit. It would just mean the world to us if you would just give us a few seconds of feedback and write a review on our website. I'm your host, Mike Cunningham, National Sales Manager for Gill. In this episode, we've got episode 11 of the Athletics LLC. The gang is back at it again. They're starting to have a little bit too much fun, I think. <laughs> this episode from June 19th is titled, What's in that cup? So without further ado, please help me welcome the wise, the wonderful Athletics LLC, episode 11. Hello, everyone. Good evening. Hope everyone's doing okay tonight. Uh, welcome to another fine episode of Athletics LLC. Um, we hope you enjoyed our new introduction. We've got some new new slaps on the first part of the show, so enjoy it. Uh, thank you to Coach Chief from Eastern Carolina University for giving us that. Much appreciated. I will have the full entire song up on our channel sooner than later, as soon as I can figure that out. So thank you so much for the present. We loved it. We all thoroughly enjoyed it when we got it. So. Uh, thanks for that again. Uh, as always, we have our lovely panel of fine gentlemen helping us out this night with their blessful words. Uh, we've got Clyde, Lucius, Good evening, and Lamar Thomas Fuzitz. Bonjour, bonjour. You need like a squiggly thing coming out of your head with gloves on. Thank right. You. You couldn't wear a beret or something. <laughs> a thing one hat. Hey, if you're gonna if you're gonna play the part, dress the part, brother. Yes, sir. Yes. Now, now, speaking of dressing the part, okay, we're, we're reaching out to the masses for help tonight. Um, our man Clyde dresses up every week, and you know he doesn't have a lot of ties. So what we're asking people to do that if you'd like to see Clyde in a different tie, a few contact the big league chew. Get an address. You mail Clyde the tie, and he's guaranteed to wear it on one of the shows. So, um, and you'll get a shout out for the tie. Yeah, you'll get a shout out for the tie. So. <laughs> I will rock whatever it is. Okay. Uh oh, that was a whatever it is. Noted. <laughs> You're gonna get a tie with 17 penises on it, and I'm gonna laugh. I don't wanna. I don't wanna. Wow. <laughs> and so it begins. Oh, okay. So segue into our first question. <laughs> uh, tonight, we are going to keep up with our goat conversation and uh, let's discuss the queen of the hurdles, queen of the barricade. We are going to keep it with same strides as always. We're going to go collegiate and professional as a differentiation. But who do we feel is the collegiate goat of the short of the women's hurdles? And then who do we feel is the professional goat of the uh, women's hurdles? Um, so I, is the old guy going first again, or? <laughs> I mean. Yeah. It, was, I mean it was on you. The screen you. was on you. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I, so on the collegiate level, it, it's interesting for me. I mean, we've got a couple of ladies that have won three titles. Uh, 
and they'll both probably surprise you a little bit. Tiffany O'Feely from Michigan, um, who is now Tiffany Porter, and Jillian Russell from Miami won three titles. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got a couple other, three others that have won two titles, and um, Benita Fitzgerald Brown, Felician, can never pronounce her first name. I probably butchered her last name as well. Perdita. Uh, okay. And then the third one is Jenny Powell um, from, from USC. Um, and, and, and I know it's hard to kind of go against somebody that won three titles in a row. Um, so people probably want to lean towards Ophelia or Russell and probably Ophelia because she ran like 1284 to a negative 2.8 win, which is absolutely rolling but i'm gonna go with my go i'm gonna go with virginia powell um she was dominant she she got it done at a big place she ran 1248 at the meet and she won two in a row and i know that we're not supposed to factor these things in there but we talked about 60s before so the fact that she was running in the 100 as well at the same time i gotta you know think that that that's gotta count for something but you know for me virginia powell she won an 05 and 06, like I said, 12.48, one big. Um, that's my goat. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I'm, yeah. I'm going to – man, man. This is your – excuse coming. me to all it's of our guests, but this is your shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it, I, I'm, I'm glad that, that Lucius threw out all the appropriate names based on titles. And for the, in other conversations that we've had, I've more so leaned towards, you know, the number of titles. For instance, we all were on the, the obvious same page with Angie Williams and the 100 meters. But this one, this one, I, you know, I'm partial, I'm partial to, Brian, to Brianna. And I know that she only did it once. But she does. So then basically you're breaking your own rule. I'm going to let you finish. I am breaking stride in this because she set the bar so incredibly high when she destroyed everybody in a very quality field, indoors, outdoors. That girl put the record book so far from where they were. And while still in a Clemson uniform in the same season, set the American record too. So, you know, the the greatest performer of women's hurdles that I've seen is going to have to be Brian. Okay. We'll we'll debate that in a second. Jenny, Jenny Powell was my other one, but... Okay, so, yeah. so if, if so, since, since thing one is going to co-sign with that, then I'm going to say, I'm going to be like you. Now we're we going to have proof that crack exists, okay? Because both of you on every other occasion have clearly said you can't be the GOAT for having one great, I'm not done, one great season. You can't do <laughs> you that. Me. So I didn't say that. Me. That wasn't my quote, sir. You know, that wasn't my quote. Yo, you said that before. Wait, that was not my quote. You go roll the tape. But, 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 that was okay, not my we'll quote. We'll check the tape, but you agreed. When we talked about Aries being I mean, he had one great season. Dude, you that was actually your quote. Why are you playing? That was your quote. But y'all agreed. But you agreed. So my thing is this. 
If Aries, if Aries had run, if Aries had run twelve fifty in the men's hurdles, he ran twelve eighty. The record was eighty eight or whatever it was. The collegiate record? Now I'm talking about. We're talking about the goat discussion about him was all time, right? Yeah. So, no. so, so so we so we give the goat to the guy that's not even in the top ten time wise. We did. Right, but now you won't give the goat to a young lady that had one great season. So, so I'm gonna let you look. I love Brian Rollins. I love her coach. Those are my people, but one title running fast does not circumvent two titles. Do it. Not for me. Anyway. Okay, so so here's what y'all change the rules on me anyway. So, I, mean, I expect I, that. I, yeah, I expect that out of Lamar. Chuck, I mean, Clyde, I'm surprised at you. I'm I'm just say it like this. That's that's what Lamar does. On under every other circumstance, I completely agree with my man Lucius. Every other circumstance, but there is. It, what, what do they say in the court of law? There are mitigating circumstances here. And I, I'm going to paint this picture, okay? The reason that I give one Miss Brianna Rollins my vote is laid out as such. In her training group was the current world record holder, right? Just let me finish. She beat that young lady at everything, every day, all the time. Not only did she win every race, not only did she win every race she raced, not only did she curb stomp all of the entire country and set collegiate record indoor, collegiate record outdoor, American record outdoor, and win world championships. All of this happened with her coach resigning his post four days before the beginning of that collegiate season. So with another year of eligibility left, in which case I think any sighted and ear-having human being would agree there's a very good chance she was going to do that and more to the collegians the following year. I give, I do extrapolate and give the young lady We'll say some semblance of not quite two years, but I'm gonna assume I'm gonna assume that she was she was going to do even more damage to the collegians had she come back the following year, in that there's no reason to think that. There's no reason to think other than that. If you beat everybody a collegian, everybody who's a pro, and you leave with the global title and you still have a year of, of eligibility left. I'm going to assume we can give you those, those two titles the following year, too, and more records. So at the end of the day, I don't like one-year one wonders. And, and I think I'm the first person to say that. Like, I, I can't give it to Flojo because she had one great year. I get it. But Brianna Rollins' one year was so ridiculous, so off the charts, that by a nod, because understand this, I was coaching in the pack. 10 at the time against Jenny Powell, and that was not fun. And she beat a who's who of the Pac-10's greatest hurdlers to do all the things she did. So I was on the Jenny Powell bandwagon. But at the end of the day, like, I have to give the nod to, and maybe I'm biased because I was on the Clemson staff and saw too much of it. That's fair, but at least I'll own it. At least I own it. Well, I'm so glad like, that you do. Because, okay, because see, you're ranting again, so I'm going to cut you off. 
Okay. That's fine. I, I'm good. So, I'm so, okay. So, 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 let me discuss some of your ranting. Mm-hmm. First of all, it is totally unfair for you to discuss what she did to Kenny Harrison when Kenny Harrison was running 13 seconds. That's nothing to do with Kenny Harrison and ran 12 too. That's not fair. I, I mean, so, 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 hold on, hold on a second. Okay, I don't care. She beat a lot of people. But to bring up Kenny Harrison, that's unfair to Kenny Harrison because Kenny Harrison like wasn't the one. That wasn't me. I would like yeah. to point out that. And, and I would like to point out it wasn't you as well. We're going to check your, 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 your Dagon bottle or whatever you're drinking. Hey, they both know okay. I love yeah. Okay, oh, oh, second, second of all, second of all, then why don't we just assume that there's a Santa Claus because people say there was, right? Okay. Because, 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 because she did X in this year, does that mean she's going to come back and do the same in the following year? The bottom line is whatever you think she was going to do, she wasn't there to do it. Now, now, listen. in the discussion. So, now, I look, I am not debating that she had a phenomenal year, and I and I don't even I'm not even going to debate that it's not close between the two of them because it was close for me. Okay, I get I get Brown had a, a wonderful year, but based on the parameters that have been set forth before, I didn't mention it. But we're not going to go to this comparing her to Kenny Harris because Kenny has the world record now. Kenny, nobody even knew who Kenny was back then. Listen, now, okay? Lucius, and another listen. thing is this this whole thing of what she would have done next year. No, no, no. Lucius, listen to me. You, you know, you know, listen, one of my favorite sayings is context, context matters. Okay? Now. Yeah, we've heard that a couple of times. Now, 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 sir, Lamar, stop clapping your hands because what you did, since I, had the, since I had the luxury of going first, what you did is you took a plausible debate and brought horrible, horrible evidence and ruin a good choice because everything you put in your <laughs> argument was projection and nonsense. I'm See, not there, on there, that there's point. a word that you use for that that I'm not going to repeat. <laughs> projection. Yes. Nonsense. Yes. No. yes, it was. No, it was nonsense. It was nonsense. No, no, sir. It was nonsense. projection. You projected. Projection. So, the, Lucius, the word you're looking for, look, look. <laughs> all I said. <laughs> what you're looking for is precedent. You think that we have a precedent set, and we don't. We don't. Okay, I, then, we I, don't. Then, then I will apologize because I set mine. I'm sticking with it. And that's cool. So, so, so and, you, and, so and you all, can't change the cool. rules to be comfortable with yourself. I want to change the rules so I can make my pick be my pick. That's not right. Listen, what I, I, what I thought. There wasn't no rules. <laughs> I, did not, I did not believe. I did not, when I was pondering. I will get you. I will get you, I, boy. Listen, when I was pondering this particular issue. Okay. I, I know the records. I know the, the, the three-time champs and the two-time champs. You know I wanted to go West Coast. I'm a West Coast guy. Love Jenny Powell. And she was phenomenal. She really was probably my pick. The thing with, the, the, the thing with Ophelia was, she, she dominated the three years. And I say dominated as in she won them all, but I never watched any of those races and was like blown away. Like, oh my God, it's so spectacular. That's fair. What Brianna did in the way she did it, I mean, she put a gap in these people and talented people. It's not like, they, it's not like she was racist. Hey, can, I, can I ask you a question? Yes. Why do y'all feel the need to keep saying that as if I don't know? No, no, no. I, this I, is okay, a, I, look, I get no, that. I agree with what you're saying. 
I'm just not oh, riding I, with your boy Lamar on the nonsense he was spouting. I just can't. Well, listen, I'm I'm not I'm not riding with Lamar on the nonsense he was spouting. It, it's like it's like in politics, right? You bring a bill to the floor, you have a good idea, and then your your partner comes in and starts talking about nonsense and blows everything up. Like he ruined my pick with those horrible arguments. I mean, because I can ride with you. My arguments have ago. context. I don't think there's anybody that can say that Bronny could never be the GOAT. And I wouldn't say that either. I just happen to think that I'm going to go with Jenny because of the two titles over the one and over the, the, the one great year. And, and, and that's and all I'm saying. But I, I no can ride that. with you. I can ride with Clyde. I I'm in the same him. car. So you don't have to ride with him. You, you can say ride with, ride with him all you want to. You might not like the context in which I placed it. That's fine. It was, it was, it was, I didn't dislike, I I don't care. Y'all don't like how I frame my arguments. At the end of the day, here's what I'm going to tell you. Check it out. Everything else I said. If there was one race and I had to give it, I had to put my jersey to save my life on one female collegiate hurdler, I am going to give the Chris Huffin Save Life jersey to Brianna Rollins. End of story. Okay, and I have no problem with that. Okay, yeah. so but you should have stopped my opinion, the first time. <laughs> in any other goat conversation you ever have on this freaking planet about track and field, basketball, football, baseball, tennis, you don't place it on one freaking year. But it's okay because you're on the coaching staff, and she beat Kenny Harrison, and she would have curse fighter her by the next year. So she's the goat. It was it was pure projection, <laughs> bias, familiarity. It was a sure. terrible argument. Exactly, yeah. I got to pick. All he had to, all he had to do, all he had to do was say what he said. The last thing is, if, if there's a race in my life, song collegiately is Brian Rollins. That's the all best that thing you said. Leave it there. You know what? I don't need y'all to reframe my argument. I yes, said we're I not said. trying to. We're not trying to because <laughs> it was just that bad. I said. Terrible. What I said. Somebody go tell all of them what I said. Brianna Rollins is the greatest of all time. We gonna call her Ali from now on. Every time I see her, I'm gonna call her Ali Rollins. Although, wait, her last her name is not Ali. Ali you can't call her Ali because there's a professional hurdler named Ali. We can't, call, we can't call her Rollins no more either because she married. Get yeah. on to the professionals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's, let's go to professionals because this dude is lost. Why don't we let you go first? Yeah, let him go. You get your rent out of the way. No. You first on the pros, homie. Go ahead. No. Right now, Lamar's in the sidecar and everybody's in the regular car. He's literally yeah. holding on. Just no, like Lamar's you. on the short bus tonight, clearly. <laughs> hey, hey, listen here, sir. <laughs> okay. I'm not going for like, oh, I frame my argument, but you can't argue with the results. No, no, no. Nobody's arguing with the results. You got we just the first. Go ahead. You, Go ahead. You're up on the, on the professionals. Go ahead. Sir. All right. So we're not gonna let you ride sidecar on, on Chuck on this one. You gotta go first. So we're okay. gonna talk about. We are gonna create a profession, an infrastructure. Well, hold on a second. We gotta do professional no, 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 no. We got oh. professional oh, pros, 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 pros. Just kidding. Pros. Okay. Lamar Thomas. Time <laughs> 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 out. Come uh, on, Lamar. Rewind. Come on. Play. Ring one. The pro goat. Whose is it? Oh God. I, 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 I don't even know. I, I, my brain is so flabbergasted right now. Uh man look is 
I know this pick is biased, and I'm okay with it. I mean, you know, oh, wait, so you have to be after one you just made. Wait, so I, I do have, I do have a, cl- a point of clarification. I do have a point of clarification. In all the other professional goats we've done, it's been American only. Is this world? Or is this American? No, we, no, we did, we did world for the men. Yeah, we did, we did. Okay, so this, this is world. This is world. Okay, got yeah. it. Got so it. wait, Clyde, are you gonna give us context? Are you gonna read the top ten list again? I mean, I can do that if it would help you make a better argument. It won't help me, but you know that, like, look, the fans are, they're used to you reading us. You're not, I mean, the lists. So they need to know from whence we pick. So when okay. somebody picks well, up. All right. Well, if, if we're going, here's the world list all time. You got Miss Harrison at the world record at 1220. You got Don Kova, 1221. Um, a, a woman I will not remotely attempt to say. Angvin? Uh, Ginka something, <laughs> Thagora Chiva. At number three. This is why we shouldn't have read the list. Exactly, and this is why he wanted me to read it. That's why I wanted him to read Ludmilla it. Ludmila at number four, <laughs> Bry at number five, Sally at number six, Danielle Williams at number seven, Gail at number eight, Sharika Nevis at number nine, and Nia Ali wraps out the top ten, tied with Sharika Nevis at twelve thirty-four. I just wanted you to read the list. I'm picking Angvist. <laughs> But I just wanted you to read the list. I knew you did. I knew you did. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm picking Ankvist for a couple reasons. One, she beat everybody. Two, she went from having a Russian name to a Swedish last name, neither one of which most people can pronounce. Okay. And and if and 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 I'll just say this: if you if you want to watch a video of like what it looks like to hurdle when you're not a 1080 sprinter. Like that's what you that's what it looks like. Now that's interesting. So my goal at the at the professional level is Sally Pearson. I I love Sally. Oh, that's interesting. I'm I'm a huge fan of Sally. Always have been. Um I'm gonna leave the uh the Bulgarians alone. I'm just gonna leave that Bulgarian. This is Swedish and, uh-huh. and not ever okay well uh, the top two number two all time number three all time <laughs> the russian Bulgarian. Swede. right I'm, I'm also gonna leave the russian swede all out of that conversation so okay. for me it is it's sally pearson she she rose to occasions when it wasn't necessarily expected that it would be her she for me held held the crown for for a while and for me she's one of the greatest technicians i've ever seen Sally is, you know, mentally tough. And I mean, for me, it, it kind of goes to the, you know, if you're gonna line somebody up in their prime, who am I gonna put my money on? I'm to save to save Lamar's life. I'm a, I'm a, in this group, I'm gonna put my money on Sally Pearson. I I'd never seen a race where I felt Sally Pearson shrank in the moment. Sally Pearson always rose to the occasion. And so I've always been a huge fan of Sally Pearson, and that's that's my goat. And As they say in the hood, you ain't got to be scared to get your ass whooped. Ain't no chance on this planet Sally Pearson is winning that race against my goat or whoever Lucius picks. But let's get after it. I am I am fired up for the rest of this show. What you got, Lucius? We want to find out what's in that daggum cup you're drinking, brother. That's what I want to know. Uh, Okay, so here's so here's my deal. See, I want to be I'm, I'm gonna be a little more thorough and try to educate. You know, that's part of like what I like to do in life is educate people. 
Um, so I'm, I'm going to throw a huge curveball just with the conversation and the fact that a person that kind of makes my top five and she did never ran really fast, fast. Um, she's a gold medal at the Olympic Games, a silver medal at the Olympic Games, a silver and a yeah. bronze at the at the World Championships. That's Dawn Harper. Yes, sir. Nobody my number two. My nobody number two. Competes, nobody competes harder than Dawn. Um, I mean, Dunkova, the twelve twenty one. I mean, she 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 won one Olympic title, and you know we go. Chuck said we can't talk about her. Your girl's good. Don't get me wrong. Um, she's a twelve twenty six. She won Olympic gold. Won two golds at the World Championships and a bronze. Um, then the other girl that's you know near and dear to my heart, Gail Devers. The problem with Gail is she fell at the Olympics. Right. I like, I think we all want We all want to pick Gail. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the beauty of Gail. Gail won three world championship goals and two silvers. Yeah. It's unheard of. Okay. Yeah. So like she has to be in the conversation. And if she doesn't fall, then she's probably the good. Um, then there's Miss Pearson. You know, she's got a gold and a silver. She's got two goals and a silver from the world championships. Um, she's my goat as well, Chuck. I mean, Clyde. I, I I loved her competitive spirit. I love her technique. Um, this 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 idea that Inquist would have curb stomped her when Inquist's PR is twenty six and hers is twenty eight. Right. I'm not I'm not going on the curb stopping. Um, you might be careful giving her that save my life jersey because you might lose it. Because Sally Pearson rose to the occasion. You know now if, if I'm saying right now if I got to put somebody on the line to save my life, which I'm not doing, but if I had to do that, I'm giving my thing to Don Harper. Because she's going to fight to the end. Don right? Harper, if, if Don Harper's in the race coming off the last hurdle, I'm going with Don Harper. Like, Don Harper has a nose for the finish line like no one I've no seen up. in that race. Mm-hmm. Like, Don is phenomenal, and, you know, just, just, the, just the longevity that Don had. And and the off the track things that, that Dawn had to suffer through, you know, out of yeah. pure ignorance, you know, from people that had no business speaking, you know, that that's that's a huge thing for me. Dawn is my number two all time. But between Don and Sally, Don and Sally, I'm like, Ugh, gotta go with Sally because of the head to head race. Mm-hmm. Because of the head to head hold at the Olympics. Yeah. That's you know, that that's where I, I go that's that was my separation. But um yeah, uh uh, Mr. Uh, who who's is it? Uh, your, your 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 chick from the '60s and all that. I, I can't. Not from the '60s. I ne- I'm gonna need you to. This is your event. I'm gonna need you to actually like. I understand it was 1992. Her PR is 1992. I understand that, but listen, you you know what I'm. You know, listen, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. You can't. No. You cannot make some sort of assumption underhandedly, which I know you're trying to make. I'm not gonna let that ride. Okay. I'm not gonna let that ride. Well, you can see. have your Russian Swede. Did you did you hear me say your Donka Donka's name? No. No. Because she was thinking from the same thing as Yarmila Kratovilova. That's not what and I see, said. And the only reason I mentioned her because she ran 1221. Right. So, right. so she, she so she gets she gets a mention, but she's not in my top four. I mean, my top four are Pearson, Harper, Devers, Inquist. Not in that order before you get all I didn't say that. I'm saying this. Look. Sally Pearson was a beast. I, I, will, I will agree with both of you on that, right? So I, I, like, I was joking earlier, like, look, that is one bad-ass chick, 
white, green, purple, or otherwise, no doubt. But I'll say this. I would, again, I've said this before in, in, in GOAT conversations, I would love to see a race between Sally Pearson and Lumila Enkvist because in a lot of ways, they are reincarnations of each other. Like, faster than people knew, Definitely. ridiculous technicians, ridiculous technicians, and holistically competitive, right? If you look at who Enkvist had to beat and you look at who Pearson had to beat, you, like, you could close your eyes and pick one and be good. Because mm -hmm. if, you, if you put those two lists together, like, they beat everyone who's any good in the hurdles. So, See, like, and, and that's my thing when it, when it comes to the GOAT conversation. Um, it's a longevity thing for me. It's a they beat everybody that was put before them over a long period of time. Okay, and so, just, when, just when people wanted to count Sally out, I'll just come back and I'll win again. You know? Okay, so, so to that point, let, 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 let's, let's stop teasing Lamar so hard. And Lucia, since you, you had it available to, to wrangle off, um, between our pick, who is Sally, and his, who is, uh, you know, the Russian Swede. Uh, <laughs> Enquist. Enquist. Okay. Yeah, that uh, one, yeah. Who has more? Who has more Olympic medals? Uh, Sally. Right. Who has more world championships? They're equal. They're, They're equal. equal. So yeah, they both have two gold. Sally has a silver. She has a bronze. All right. So. On stats, Enkvist, you lose. No, because Enkvist had to had to miss an Olympics when she changed federations. That sounds like a personal choice to me. I I'm just it. giving you. I'm just giving you the context. I'm, I'm okay. not saying put one. I'm just saying like, look, we all agree like an Olympics is a big deal and it's every four years. And if if you change too late and you can't go, it is what it is. Like you can't make that up. If, if there's eight years between the Olympics you go to, it is what it is. I I got you. Well, there you go. Well, we accept your choice. Kind of. respect your choice. <laughs> and, and I will say this, side note, to, to Lucius's pick for the collegiate GOAT, Jenny Powell beat Don Harper for a couple of those titles. So there, there may be some... Well, no know, one said Don was yeah, the yeah, it's, it's, GOAT. But, 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 hold no, on a second. No, no, but I'm saying... Hold on a second. Because he threw, Kenny, he threw Kenny Harrison in there, right? matters. That, that's what that's about right there. <laughs> no, no, what I'm saying is... Nobody said God was the collegiate goat. Exactly. I'm actually strengthening your argument. Who you beat matters, right? I think we all agree that that Dawn, Dawn's a monster. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to like race Dawn in anything or play spades or, or fight her in anything. Because I agree with I agree with with Clyde. Like, if she's got a shot at the tenth hurdle, like her and Karan and uh, that's probably that's probably the list of people who are absolute positive killers from the last turtle in. And I wouldn't want to be involved in that. So like, I, I get it. Like Don Harper's a monster, an absolute monster. Yeah, and, and, and to you guys point, you know, we're going to go back on that track again. Um, I do believe that if Bri Rollins had come back, her name is McNeil now, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If she had come back for another year and had even a year that was close to the one she had, she, in my mind, she's the goat. It's clear she's the goat. And if you're basing it on that one season, and it's not even close, like no, like no one's had that kind of season in anything that I'm, I'm aware of. For for me, that that was based on the distance that she put between her and everybody mm -hmm. else ever. 
It was a oh, big no, like, yeah. like watching those races was like like I remember it, being at Drake for the NCAA championships. The gun went off. And it was like okay, who's getting second? Yeah, you know, like I, I had a girl in the semifinal who was right next to her. I said, "You have to ignore her." She came back after the race and she goes, "The gun went off, and I couldn't ignore her. She was just <laughs> gone." You know? So, wow. Anyway, got it. Two. Well, let's uh, let's ruffle a little more feathers. We are going to build track and field again, and properly build it from the inside out. So create that infrastructure in all aspects, athletes. Job. Oh, we got in rub. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I'm all ready of for it. This. I'm ready for this. All of it. So how do you do it? What are you doing? Okay, so the, first of all, we need to blow it up. Like, if we want to professionalize track and field, then let's make track and field a professional entity where we have teams, we have owners, we have, you know, a salary cap, we have a draft. We have the whole deal because the problem you have with track and field is like one, there's no team about it. There's too many factions of who's getting this much money and money under the table. So let's just imagine a world where, okay, we're going to take Nike, Adidas, New Balance, Puma. We all are aware of the fact that nobody can play with Nike because they got too much money. Okay. So when we had that problem in the, in the NFL, what do we do? We put a salary cap on things. So if you put a salary cap, and you say, let's say that each shoe company can have, they can have three teams if they want, or they can have four teams, but each team has a salary cap within that team. And then instead of having just these random track meets, maybe you have meets where these teams come together throughout the year and they have competitions against each other. I think that would put people in the stands, I believe. Now, it also would solve the problem of the fact that the certain groups make a lot more money than others, and others can't survive. If you look at, if you're on the NFL roster, NBA roster, you, you can probably pay your bills, right? And that's also going to eliminate this thing of there's too many people in track and field that can't pay their bills because they're not professionals. They're playing at track and field. They're hoping to get a contract. They're hoping to do this. That eliminates that whole thing because you can't play at the NFL. You can't play at the NBA. Either you're in the league or you're not. And if you're not in the NBA, then there's a league you can go play in to try to get into the NBA. So until we structure our sport, so it's a true professional unit. Again, when we have owners of teams, when we have teams, when we have salary caps, we have a rookie cap. We're not, we're not paying people to run fast one time. Okay? You know, I think, if I'm not mistaken, in the NFL, if you don't play a game, you don't get paid, right? Is that, is that, still, is that still the rule? I don't know. It used to be. Uh, no, you, can, you get paid, but you get paid differently. If you're on the – you can be on the practice squad and you get paid, but it, the salary is way different. Okay, so, so my thing is, if we, if we structure it like a true team situation, if we structure it like, okay, I'll give you an example. Let's say Adidas signs a hurdler. And in that hurdler's contract, it says, if you're not in the top 10 in the world, you receive a reduction. We know those contracts exist, right? Well, Adidas already has eight other hurdlers that are just as good as you are. And then Nike has five others. So your contract is more than likely going to get reductions. So that kind of stuff has to be eliminated because there's, there's, there's just nothing, you know, I don't think there's anything in the, rule of, in the NF, NFL that says if you don't catch X number of passes, your contract gets cut. 
So there's nothing professional about this. It's all grab ass. It's all under the table. So we have to professionalize it across the board. And I know my idea is kind of out there, but like something like that could be done. Somebody that's smarter than I am can figure out a way to make that happen if they truly want it to happen. But until they want it to happen, we're going to continue to get what we got, which is, in my opinion, sometimes it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a crap show. It's just, it's just not good. That, that's interesting. I, I, hadn't, I hadn't really considered it from that point of view um, before, but I like it. I'd actually like to get into that in a lot longer context. You know, you're smarter than I am. See? When, we have, when we have more time. Okay. But for me, okay, the NFL, you got 11 people on offense, you got 11 people on defense, you got 22 starting positions, okay? Mm -hmm. how, many uh, how many events do we have in our sport currently? Is it 21? 21. 21. So when I was pondering uh, this. Sorry, 22 marathon. Right, sure, um, sure, cool. So <laughs> when I was going down this, this train of thought here, in the NFL, we all understand that there are certain positions that just drive more money than others. Your quarterbacks are going to make more money and be in higher demand than you know, your, your right guards, for example, whatever. And, the, and the, the market dictates that to whatever extrapolation it needs to be. I don't understand why track and field can't function much in that same way. Now, the problem with my model, and I will say this, I personally have a huge problem with the way the world rankings are currently done because there's too much, there's too much inappropriate value placed on the time that is run, the performance that is given based on where and when it is. For example, the NCAA championship meet at division one is one of the top five or six meets on the planet every single year. If you look at the numbers that are produced there, but it's ranked so low that the people that perform in that don't get the matches for the points and all this other stuff. So I'm assuming that we revamp the world rankings to a place where it makes more sense. If that is done, I, I don't see any reason why the top, pick a number, the top 30 athletes on the planet every year in every discipline are what constitutes pro track and field. And therefore, if you fall into the top 10 echelon, the top 20 echelon and the top 30 echelon, you are guaranteed X amount of dollars, period. I don't really care who the money's coming from, where it's coming from. The people that decide to get involved with the sport, the people that decide to sponsor it. The one issue with um, Lucius's uh, model that I instantly thought of is, okay, if you do teams and a draft, and yeah, I think people are watching, I think it'll be exciting, but now you're getting into a place where like, are, are people giving up their personal coaches to go be coached by these teams? Like there's so much nuance and flux. See, but that, but that's, that, that's not an issue because you can be on the team and don't have to be a part of that, that, that coach. Because, well, that, because, like, because, I, because technically, aren't you on Team Nike now anyway? And you're, you're like, I, bro, I, I'm, just, I'm just saying what, what came to my brain when you said and And, and I'm just telling I you how you get around that. Yeah, I got you. So for, for me, uh, blow it up is, is fun. You know, you know, I'm all for stuff like that. But, you know, in the long run, I don't think that, that too many people would, would rock with that. So I'm, I'm thinking more of it. How can we take the system that we have and blow up pieces of it 
to make it better. We have no establishment of what is professional. If you go to the world rankings right now, if you go to the world rankings right now, I don't care what event you pick, someone's going to be on the descending order list, the 15th best hurdler in the world last year, and their world ranking is going to be number 55 or some sub crap like that. That doesn't make any sense. And eventually it starts to screw around with people's ability to make money. So, see, and, see, and to that point, Clyde, that's my point is the fact is, okay, so even if you're doing what you're, what you're talking about doing, the problem you're still going to have is, is that because there's no salary cap, because there's unlimited dollars you can place where, wherever you want to put them, okay, now the rich get richer, the poor remain poor. So well, until you have something, because you told you to have a pot of money that you can spend and you have to make, okay, there's a salary cap, there's a rookie cap, there's a league minimum, okay? I'm, but no, I'm with all of that. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I'm with all of that. I'm with okay. the salary cap. Absolutely. I'm with the rookie minimum. Absolutely. My issue is a lot of the people that get signed to shoe companies in our sport, yeah, they get signed based on their marks, but they also get signed based on their projected marketability. Now, we can argue whether that's right or wrong, but I'm not really into the idea that shoe can't take her contract with New Balance because New Balance wants to put Chu on a billboard versus putting Lamar on a billboard. You know what I mean? Like, I want Chu to be able to make her money that way. So I'm just talking about within the structure of the sport, I think there should be a minimum salary. I think there should be a salary cap. And I think that the people worthy of getting said minimum salary have to find a reputable way to prove you are the top 30 athletes on the planet, top 30 hundred meter people, top 30 shot putters, Top 30 javelin people. I think we should segment, you know, whatever, gold, silver, bronze status. Okay, and so let, 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 let me ask you this. How, how, many, how many reputable shoe companies are there that could, that could participate in this? But I, I'm not saying that it even has to be I'm, a shoe. I'm, I'm, I'm asking. I'm just, I'm just I'm throwing an idea out here, okay? Four or five. Okay, so let's say there's five. And if there's 30 people that in, a, in an event, then if you spread out six people per event, per, per shoe company, you get my point now? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I'm not. The, the but, but that's what I'm saying. The shoe company issue, shoe company didn't come out my mouth not one time. No, no, what I'm saying is the shoe companies could be the team. Oh, yeah, they absolutely could. Sure. So, 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 they, so you automatically have your owners in place by making the shoe companies the team. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm fine with that. But I'm talking about a completely different thing. I'm not talking about a team model at all. Okay. I like the team idea. You're on the team page. I'm cool with that. I'm not talking about the team page. I'm talking about the individual page that we're all still on right now. I'm saying that as individuals, regardless of who your shoe company is, you should be, we should be able to have a sit like, like the world tennis association has legitimate world rankings and they play and the world rankings come out and you know, who's number one and you know, who's number 30 and you know, all this stuff. So I'm saying I don't re I don't understand why we can't you know figure out a way to get legitimate world rankings, have real money put behind what those rankings mean, and if you have the top thirty and tiers, gold, silver, bronze, whatever you want to call them, now you also have the avenue to put together the circuits based on hey the A level people are rotating within this circuit. The B-level people are rotating within this circuit. The C-level people are rotating within this circuit. And you people that ain't in the top 30, well, there's another place where you can go have your competitions and eventually work your way into this game. But at the end of the 
year when December 31st comes out and we know who's who, there should be legitimate written in stone, real money behind those world rankings because they've been earned, not earned by your agent who got you in the hot meat to help their buddy and help your teammate, but a legitimate way to have those things pan out. Well, I, I will say I, I like, I like all the nuance of both of the things that you guys had to say. Um, I, I went in my own brain, like, what does, like, what are the, the simple tenets of, of, of professionalism? And, and the first thing for me was uh, a finite number of jobs, right? Like, we know exactly how many jobs there are in the NFL. We know mm -hmm. exactly how many jobs there are in the NBA. And so my thing was, and it's funny that you picked 30 because I, I think tracks, so I think lanes, lanes in eight. So I actually went to the point where I wrote some of my ideas down. And so for me, there's an A league, a B league, and a C league. So the A league is defined as such. The athletes who are, and I say ranked because our current ranking system is trash. So I didn't mean that, but a simple one off the top of my head is you are what your top three, the average of your top three performances are, whatever that is that like, we'll put that in numerical order, but that doesn't have to be it. So, so I just put ranked as a placeholder. That's irrelevant. Athletes ranked in the top 32 in the world in any Olympic or world championship contested event. Also to include any and all Olympic or world championship medalists from within this Olympiad. Right. So you've got to be within the, four the cycle. Right. Lastly, the talent pool is also to include any persons, these are like your wild cards, any persons who, who are in the top eight in the world from two years previous who had a lost season injury or pregnancy. So we're not going like, to drop these people to a B level just because they got, decided to have a baby or because like you tore your ACL and something happened, right? We're going to give you the shot to basically defend your spot in the league. Mm -hmm. um, Lastly, it, it includes all current and world record holders not previously included in the above, right? So the, so the number is not exactly 32 per event, but at the end of the day, there is a finite number. and We know exactly how many jobs there are in professional track and field, right? Those people, and I picked, I picked values. These are not actual values. I think that these people are worth, so don't nobody at me and go all crazy. <laughs> For the sake of this argument, the league minimum is everybody in that group gets paid $5,000 a month plus bonuses they earn. So that means the 100-meter sprinter is not going to make exactly what the shot putter makes. But the worst everybody's going to make is the same, right? Now you got your B league. They're on a whole nother circuit, right? So we'll call the A league basically what the Diamond League is now. But you got to be in the top 32. You got to be in that list to be qualified to be in that meet. No sponsors, exemptions, or some other shit, or friends. you got to be in that group to be in that group. The B League is athletes ranked from 33 to 100, using the same ranking system, using the same core, core events. They get $2,000 a month. Again, I picked these numbers arbitrarily, so don't nobody go crazy. <laughs> but again, there is a league minimum. And there's a huge, there's a big enough difference that your whole goal is to run your way off the B circuit to the A circuit. Here's the caveat. You are only eligible for B circuit salary for four years. 
If you haven't progressed to the A circuit, you get demoted to the C circuit. C circuit people are either the demotees from B or anyone outside the top 100. What you get is catch what catch can. You get what is currently the people who get a, get Nike t-shirts and such like that. You don't get, we, you don't have a base salary. We're not gonna help you because that's not our job. If you can pull yourself up and get into the top 100, you can get a B-League contract. If you can pull yourself up into the top 32, you can earn an A-League contract. But it is not the sports job to promote you being professional when you're not adding value to the sport. So at the end of the day, we know how many jobs there are in the A, which is we'll call it the NBA, and the B, which is the G League. If you're outside of that, then you're in basketball, you're overplaying in Europe or someplace else. Like if you can be a league person like you're not getting paid but you can go to these b league meets you're going to be in lane one and two or seven and eight and you only get invites to those there aren't enough b league people to fill them if you can get in those and earn your way into a b league contract great but at the end of the day we need some we need some professionalism and some finite numbers to have a real like look there is no such thing as a professional track athlete because at the end of the day, what it is is post-collegiate track. You're no longer running for an institution and now you're running outside of an institution's parameters. That's really what the definition of what is going on in our sport is because you got guys that go to meets in like 17-year-old USA gear that run 1097 who will tell somebody, somebody who will listen that they're doing pro track and we got, you know, Christian Coleman. But they're all in the same pool. And that's what's got to stop. Like, we got to compare apples to apples, pears to pears, and plums to plums. And so for my money, that's the first piece, is defining what professional looks like. Beyond that, and I think this is the part that we'll all want to jump in on, and I want to be the first one to throw it in there, there has to be a level of professionalism as it pertains to professional coaches. Right now, the way professional track eats for in at least the United States is you get a really good collegiate coach who's already getting paid by the college, and then somehow we want he or she to, in conjunction with the athlete, figure out how that athlete gets trained, uh, a company that meets predominantly in Europe, and, you know, massaged and mentaled and all those other things but there's no, the shoe company is paying the athlete, but not paying the coach in most cases. And so what happens is, is like now you have athletes being paid money and the coaches have no accountability either. Because at the end of the day, if I'm a coach at school X and I make $250,000 to coach at school X, I can never ever err on the side of my quote unquote pro athlete over my collegians because I have no accountability to the so-and-so so-called pro and I'm getting paid by the university. So until we have a level of professionality for the athletes, the coaches, the agents, and the big one for me, the meat promoters who are currently collusionary goons, until we can stop that nonsense, there is no professionality in this sport at all. Just my, just my opinion. See, I, I, I agree with a lot of what you said as I do with a lot of what Clyde said, I think that we're all on the one same page is that we need to um, 
there has to be a change and the changes you guys are proposing are in a lot of ways good. Lamar, one of the, I have a problem with this 100 people. I think that's part of what's going on now. Like it's just too deep of a pool. There aren't 100 people in this world that need to be running 100 meters at a professional level. No. Like there's not 100 wide receivers in the NFL, all right? No. So like yeah. that's that, okay, well maybe okay. <laughs> not, not 100 power forwards in the NBA. Let's put that. But but, it, but that was a bad example in my book. But I, what, all I'm trying to say here is is that as long as we continue to make the pool that deep, we're going to continue to have the same problems. We're going to still have the same problems as you said. The guy that's 30 years old that's in an old USA uniform out there trying to run a track. You know, there has to be a system put in place where, you know, like you said, you're in a league, you're in a structure. Um, I totally agree that there needs to be coaches in place. There needs to be, you know, the salary caps in place. I think there needs to be a union so that we understand where the flow of the money is going and how it's getting there. Because that's the biggest problem with track and field. Nobody knows anything. You know, you think about it. Athletes fly in. They're paid what they're told they're going to get paid and they fly out. They have no idea what's going on. But if, like you said, if you've got a set salary and you know, you're going to get paid that per month or, you know, or this is okay. Obviously if this guy, you know, like the quarterback gets played more than the, the, the right tackle and all that stuff, we get that. So there's going to be different values within the team. But if, but if there's a cap on what you can spend, then that means that you're not going to put all your money into this one guy knowing you have to take care of these other positions as well. That's, that's my point. So, and, I, and, I just, and I just feel like until there's something put in place like that, the sport's always going to suffer because it is just me. I think a lot of the reason why the cheating goes on in our sport at some levels is because of that, because there is no, there's nothing equal about the pay scales. So, Go ahead, Clyde, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, you know, depending on the event and, you know, we always like to, you know, people like to gravitate to the, to the sexy events that everybody knows. Right. So I'm, I'm going to get out of the sprint world for a second. Men's long jump, because we talked about it with Mr. Taylor not too long ago to, to, to Lamar's point. I just find this interesting. And I know he has a little bit of background, you know, at some point in the field of this. You know, just a little. <laughs> so in 2019, the number one, I'm not talking about the world rankings. I'm talking about the descending order list for the world. In 2019, the number 100 in the long jump was 794. Now, to me, that person who I do not know is not a professional athlete, or at least should not have the, the ability to call himself a professional long jumper. What's number 50, Clyde? There you go. And that's where I was going with that. Number 50, interestingly enough, is a four-way tie at 8.05. Oh, that's you as a freshman in college, by the way, Lamar. There okay. it is. But so, so let me jump in really quick. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. One second, one second, one second. Number 32 is 8.12. Mm-hmm. And so... I went through a few events when I was coming up with what number I wanted to tie it in on 30 to 35 in most events were a place where I could at least justify someone getting some minimal salary money. 
for what they do. I think do. we all agree that that's the right number. 30, 30, let's call it 32 just because I like Lane. So that's four heats of eight, right? So 32, I think, we, I think all of us agree that that's the age group, right? Yeah, I think, I think we, but I think we see, but I think that the difference is, see, we're thinking that 32 is the number, period. Yeah, that's so, not so, my age. So, so, hold on a second now. You, but you want to make 32 the number for the A group and then go to 64. Yeah, nah. I don't and want then to 96. So, no. But let me, this, this is why <laughs> no. I said that. What I'm saying is, look, the, the A group, 1 through 32 is the NBA, right? Those games are on TV. Everybody knows those people. But, but Chris, well, listen, I'm, to wait, wait, but, Lamar, listen to me. Let me finish. But you, but you can't compare it to that because you don't have lanes for 32 people. What Diamond League meet are you going to? They're going to put that 32 people in it. No, but what I'm saying is that that's the pool that you can pull from for the Diamond League. Okay, they look, wait, okay hold on a second. What's the 32? What's the 32 guy again? 8-12? He ain't getting in. He's not getting in any Diamond League meet. No. 8-12. No, that's not true. 8-12 is a finalist at World Championships. Okay, but if – if this is the list, yeah. so so the distinction, the, the problem that me and Lucius have with what you were talking about, you and me, you and me said similar things. I'm with A group, B group, C group. The difference is I don't want to pay anybody a dollar, no minimum salary past number 32 in the world. See, to me, top 10, big money, middle 10, decent money, bottom 10 can have your little $5,000 a month and going about their business. If you're, at, if you're outside of that, you're not a professional. Figure it out. Chase your dream. And when you get into this group, then maybe we'll talk to you. Okay, so see, the reason why I disagree And to your point about a, about a pool, okay, if there's a pool of people of 32, number 32 is never getting in a meet. Unless, it's, unless, unless we're going to go back to the collusion that you talked about. Well, you're, you're number 32, but my boy is number, number one, so my age is going to get me into the meet. And there's a problem again. 32 people is too big. I, here's what I'm going to say. The reason why I went beyond 32, so let's, let's cut that from, again, we'll use lanes. So we'll go from, 30, we'll go from 33 to 80. That's, that's 10 groups of eight, right? Um, it's an arbitrary number. The reason why I came up with that group is we got to have a group that ascends. Most of the group I'm talking about are young. You know the difference between 794 and 812? A year and a half of training. Maybe. Nobody's saying, nobody's saying no, they can't train. Not maybe. That's a fact. Okay, but the the, nobody's, saying they, nobody's saying they can't train. They just can't get paid. Okay, so what I'm telling you is, look, if you jump 794 as a senior in college, you need that year and a half to get to 812 or 820 if there's no place for you to run. See, I'm, my whole point is I'm trying to create a B circuit, right? I'm trying to create a B circuit. So the B circuit group is real simple. It's running areas. So again, 33 through eight, 33 through 80, you only get to like you only get to play in the neighborhood. So if you're American, you can run at home, you can run at Canada, and you can run the Caribbean. That's it. When and you're you still the, doing the same thing you were just complaining about. No, I'm not. No, you I'm are. not. No, because if it, look, guys, if we just use look, if we just use 32, if 32 is the only group that's pro, right? Here's the problem. When you get injuries, pregnancy, retirement, and bad years, you're going to end up with only half that group as a viable group. And that's not, that's not a pool large enough to create. Okay, that's fair. Right. are that's the, on 
crap tonight. Okay, because you're thinking about the because, 100. No, no, I'm not thinking about, okay. Uh, there is not one event in the world where half of the daggum top 32 is hurt. Not one of them. Okay, I named five things that could happen. Okay, hold on a second. Okay, hold on a second. Okay, okay. Regardless of what you name, there's not ha- there's not 16 of the top 32 at any given time who are all missing in action for okay. any reason. Listen, let me let me say this why because you know, I'm old, I forget stuff. Okay. <laughs> let me say this right now. You're breeding mediocrity, son. No. Okay. No, no, you sir. are. You absolutely are. Absolutely are. Because a week ago, hold on a second. One week ago, on this very show with my man CT on here, we talked about the fact that the long jumps suck, and we need to get yes. back to guys running ten under ten and jumping eight fifty. Yeah. And you want, but then you want every seven ninety four guy to work at Wendy's and train at night. No, that's not how you get that that way, and you know that. Now, so you now, can't you can't have it both ways. The bottom line is no, this: if you're, I, if you're I, I truly trying to professionalize the sport, okay, do you take the best in the world and you go get it? If you're the hundredth best guy in the world, you're not professional. I'm gonna use the same example. We we all feel like 48 people is too many for the NCAA regional, right? Right. So we're fighting to be in the top 96 in the country. No, that's too many people. I agree. Exactly. So the wise, okay, the wise in the hundred. So ninety-six so, We're talking about eighty people in the entire world. But Lamar, it's Lamar, here's the issue. Here's the issue. I would have been on your page. I'm all for numbers fifty through hundred getting homegrown opportunities to go prove that they can make it into the elite class. That's all I want. You want to, but but you want to pay them? No, sir. I'm not paying them nothing because that's I'm the problem sorry. now. Because look, look honestly, the number, of, the number of guys that show up at track meets and got have gear. Do you get somebody? Paid you're a ten, you're a ten, you're a ten nineteen guy, and you're getting gear, and you don't have any money. You can't pay a coach. You can't live. So the, what you need to do is go get a job and become a viable part of society. I'm not the number, trying to be anything honest here because you're cheating those kids because okay, they can't make wait, it. Wait, guys. Look, do you get look? There's 53 man rosters in the NFL, right? Yeah. Okay, but the guys that play in NFL Europe and other levels, they still get paid, right? Okay, so let's do the NBA. It's a smaller pool. But do the guys in the in the in the G League get paid? Absolutely. Do the guys in Europe? So that's they're below the G League. There's a lot. There's that's a lot more money in those leagues too. Okay, let's not. Let's not perpetuate the bullshit that there's not a lot of money in track and field. That's part of the professionalism is my issue. Let me, let me ask you this question. Lucius, you've been to – we'll pick a meet you've been to. You've been to Zurich, right? Do you yes. think there's far more money in Zurich than the athletes would ever guess? Yeah. I, I, of course. Okay. So what, I'm propo- what I am proposing is open books – and stop putting fat cats. Okay, okay, so that, exactly. But then make the open books and take care of the upper part of it. Wait a minute, because, hold on. Because, right, because, so then what that's going to do is make number 32 is going to get overpaid, and now you're not going to have anybody. No, I'm not saying Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Can we put, some, down can we put some numbers behind it, though? Can we put some? Chew, can you do me a favor, please? There are 21 events times 32 athletes per event. Right, and then let's just let's wait, just wait, wait, sir, sir, stop, 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 stop. No, I'm saying, I'm wait, stop. There are 21 events times 
times 32 athletes per event times $5,000? 3.360. You need 3.3 million to only pay everybody a, a base salary of five Gs. Not five Gs per month. Okay. Five Gs. So you so want now, to pay now, the top now, multiply that by, by not to this to be nicely, multiply right. that by nine. Nine. You want you want to pay the top 100? Sir, the number 99 girl in the 100-meter dash in 2019 ran 1128. She can't get no money. She can't get no money. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we are thinking differently, and I'll tell you why. Because y'all want to cut up the pie as it's currently presented. No. I no. Take money. No, from you're wrong. People who are currently look, I think the meat promoters in the sport and track and field are full of shit. I think there's enough money to pay the top fifty people for sure, a a livable wage. Dude, okay, but Chris, wait, I'm sorry, but Lamar, this is the point you're missing. Okay, the problem is if you go that deep, if you got an A circuit with thirty two people, half of them are never going to get a chance to race because there's not enough events for them. Because that's half of you go to, you go you go to a, to the meet they're gonna have an A and a B section or they have a semifinal and a final they're only taking sixteen of them. Hey, I'm all for redistribution of wealth. I'm good with that. I'm good Absolutely. with that. And that, every example in every example on earth you can come up with, I'm with it. Redistribute the wealth, make it a more even playing field. I'm cool with that. So y'all like my plan, but I got too many people. <laughs> you know what? I will acquiesce and live with that. What's the number then? The, the, the nobody, 32 nobody, is too nobody. small. Okay, okay, okay. My thing is this, okay. Let's let's say you go 16 on the A, which I think is still too many. 16 in the A pool, 16 in the B pool, 16 in the C pool. Okay? That's 48. That's 48. And, you know, number and, and, Okay, so what, what 48... The 48 at least, team at least now play. we're talking about 11-1 in the women's 100. Okay, so here's the thing. I'll buy that. I, that's a, that's an amalgam, like that's a compilation between my thoughts and, and, and yours. And the I'll problem buy you're still going to have is finding them opportunities to race because that's the issue. You go look at that list, and most of those people are done. Okay, let's let's, let's just look at the USA Championships. Okay, we have a hard time getting 32 people per event into the championships. You know, look at the last couple of years. We've had people that haven't run in two years. They just let them eat. That's because there's not enough events for them to run in. That's kind of my point of this whole thing. Is that really? To be and that, and that, and what I've just said, that's the third time I've said it. Now you said it for me. So, so, so if we have 16, 16, and 16, Two, there's going to be enough. I want to know, know what's in the jug because the jug's killing him. Stuff. I already told you what's in the jug. And don't, and don't pick it up anymore because it's killing No, I'm definitely going to pick it up because, look. <laughs> to that point. <laughs> okay, Wait, to, to, to that point. I want to say Here, this Here's the crazy record. part. To that point. Number th in 2019, our most recent world championship cycle, number 32 in the women's hundred was 11.25. Like my Which God, which doesn't make the NCAA fun. No, that's a bad year. We we all agree with that. Bad year. What's number 32 in the in the men's hundred? Oh, uh, okay. That's gonna take me a slightly slightly longer. But okay, a, a bad year. He said a bad year. Boy, I promise you that's. I understand. I understand. Hold on. Just let me. Let me. Let me He's the guy that thinks that the track was the times were better back when he was running thirty years ago too. So, 
That, that is the thing. <laughs> so number 32. That was, that was not the shirt. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Look, Lucy, you're going to love this. Okay. Number 32. So the, the women was 1124. Mm-hmm. Is, is 1021 better than 1124? Yes. Is it though? Is it really? Yeah. What you guys don't understand is like, we are so American biased. Like we think- I'm looking at the American list. This is the American list. That's the American list. Oh, so, okay, 10, so you look at the wrong one. You look at the wrong list. We're talking about globally. Oh, globally, it's faster than that. What I'm saying, saying is saying. top 32 Americans, because Lucius oh, pointed out who gets into USAs. These people ain't pro. No, I agree with that. We're talking about the top. So if we're gonna use Lucius's numbers, which I like, if we go 16, 16, 16. What's 48th in the world? Give me three events. Let's say the men's shot put, uh, pick a, a women's sprint event. Let, let's, just, let's just go with one event because it's easier for him to get to. Let's go. With no, one. let's. Just, we can go one gender. I can change events. We'll go with men. Okay, okay. we'll go with men. We'll go with 2019. You want the world list? We're asking what number 32 is. So let, let's go with number 32 in the hundred, the mile, and the shot put. No, the 48. Okay. 48. 48. 48. 48. Well, you know what? It'll be easy. So, so to my point, I like the thirty. I like the the mid thirties numbers because in twenty nineteen, number thirty three, which is a, actually a tie for the thirty five, because it then goes to thirty seven. Number thirty three is ten oh three. I can rock with that. Mm-hmm. I got no problem with those people getting paid. Number forty eight, ten oh eight. You start going into the hundreds. Same dude. So no, this sir, we didn't we didn't jump on you for forty eight. We jumped on you for a hundred. And I said, look, I look, I backed off of that. I said, okay. so I said all the he, same thing. He, he said he was going to acquiesce. You know, the cow word came out. So. Now, <laughs> you asked hey. about the mile. You asked about the mile. Yes. Uh, not, not exactly my, you know, let's see. It's the mile of the 1500. It's, um, it says, I'm sorry, it says 1500, obviously. 1500, there you go. 1500. Oh, no, actually, I did click the wrong. It says mile. I didn't want mile. I want the 1500. Okay. I mean, that, 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 there's, there's a problem with our sport. Well, that, that's an American problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. So number 35 in the, my, in the 1500 is 335. 335. Okay. Number 48, 336. And, yeah, no, we, we got you on that. Um, 338, no. Right. Fair enough. So the hundred was wet. So 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 we can all agree. We can all agree to agree that a hundred was too many people. That's too yeah. many. No, because all eight was forty eighth. Yeah. Okay. But ten oh eight didn't make the NCAA finals either. Okay, the NCAA final, as you put it, is one of the top five meets in the world. That's right. Okay. So then you're a professional. Okay. You realize that ten oh eight is faster than a lot of countries' national record, guys. These ain't my problems. Not everybody builds that professional track. They are your problems, but you have to think globally. You can't just think like, "What's best for America?" Mm. It's not. But but actually, actually, I take issue with that because that's the point, right? That's I've actually had this argument in the past. The Olympic Games, the Olympic Games are you know this this show of of national pride. So if Uzbekistan wants to put the dude who runs eleven five in the hundred to represent the country, that's cute. Let them run at 10 a.m. in the morning and, you know, get off the set. That's cool. You got a national issue. But that doesn't mean that that dude's a professional track athlete because his country chose to put him on a team. The pro track circuit 
has nothing to do with national pride. The pro track circuit is we're the best at what we do in the, on the planet. 32 quarterbacks, 30, 32 starting quarterbacks, 32 yeah. starting 100 meter runners. That's so, it. What I'm trying to tell you is you based on, look, if we use your numbers, the 32nd guy was 10.05 and the 48th guy is 10.08. There's no way I'm paying 10.05 and I can't justify paying 10.08. You the can same justify dude. it. So call it, ten, so call it 10.09 is the cap, and we're not paying 10.10. 10. Fine. Whatever. So we, but like my if, point is. If we pick marks, that's fine, but then we don't have a finite number. You see my point? And that's why because, I because, said. Because, because you slanted the conversation so you could prove your point. No, I didn't slant the conversation. What I'm saying is mm-hmm. if we pick a number, we have a finite number of jobs. That okay, means that the okay, 40 hold on a second. We, we were that. trying to pick a number. You wouldn't let us. So you slanted the daggum conversation so you could prove your point. What are you talking about? I picked the number. You didn't like my number. So no, I actually no. asked like, so, so then we said we picked the number because your number was ridiculous. Okay, fine. So I picked, I agreed with your number of 48. Okay, so, I, all, right, I then, all right. So then 48 is 1003. You get paid. If you don't run 1004, you can't get paid. End of the discussion. No, 48, 48 was 1008. And Chuck don't want to pay him because the 33rd guy is 1005. That's bullshit. No, we said we could pay 48. We said that. You and I said that. Chuck don't want to pay nobody beyond 32. What, anyway, I, what I don't what want, again, my, mine had more nuance. What's the my, shot putters? My, no, all of them. No, mine, I'm saying, what's the shot putters? Give me, okay, give me well, look, we don't need to go through any more events, guys. We're, just, we're, just, we're, getting, we're, we're going around the right. block to cross the dagger streets. My, my, we don't need my point, that. Lamar, was very, very simple. My point, I'm talking about athletes being able to make money that they can live on. We all agree that the way the current ranking system is done has problems. So we all are assuming we can find a way to do it right. If we find a way to do the world rankings correctly, what I'm saying to you is very, very simple. The top, there is a difference between the top 10 people in the world, the 10 to 20 people in the world, and the 20 to 30 people in the world. Those are different people, different human beings, different sets of performances. However you get there to establish who those people are, I want to pay one through 10, whatever. I want to pay them a minimum salary of $100,000. I want to pay 10 through 20, a minimum salary of $60,000. And I want to pay 20 through 30, a minimum salary of $20,000. And if you ain't in that boat, figure it out. And when you figure it out, then you can end up in this boat and you can get this minimum money. Now, how much more money you can make, like I said, if Chu is making 60K because she's in 10 to 20 and Adidas wants to put her on a billboard, that's her business. Go make your money. Go get it how you live. I'm not, I'm not mad at that. I don't, want, I don't want any part of people not being able to capitalize on their likeness, their image, their look, whatever. Some people are marketable. Some people ain't. Just because you're number one in the world don't mean you should be speaking in front of somebody's microphone. Okay, so, you know, those things, we leave that free market out there. All I'm talking about is a minimum way to keep people. I I know people, I've coached people who are top 32 in the world and sleeping on people's couches. That's crazy. They should be able to live. I can't think of any other profession where I'm the 30th best on planet Earth at what I do. And I can't eat and I can't pay my bills. And that's why I'm worried about those people. I'm not worried about 100 that thinks he's going to be a long jumper someday. Boy, go on somewhere. Go get a job. Okay, but you got to understand something. Look, we're, we're a global sport, right? Like, we are, we are setting the bar ridiculously high for ourselves, and, and, and I'll even acquiesce again 
to the fact that fine, if we're only gonna pay 48, we're only gonna pay 48, but I need you to understand some context. The number 48 golfer, the, that's a global sport. The number 48 soccer player, the number 48 tennis player, male or female, the number 48, any professional in this, in, in the sports that we play, yeah, they make seven figures. Wait a minute. You're absolutely right. And here's the difference. And I, I both like that argument and I also hate it. The difference is golf and track and field currently function very similar in the sense of Tiger Woods can be signed by Nike and have his own money over here and he can show up to an event, play well and get paid on top of that. That is very similar. The difference is all the golfers do one thing. They golf. We got 21 different sports. Within so our one sport. Our and pool is the problem. Right. Our right. pool is so much And, 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 and again, so we just talked about there's 21 events with 100 people per event in them, per your rules. It's too right. many people. We are so, stopped. So, I hate, said 48. So, I agree to the 48. Okay, so, so even, even if, listen, listen to me. Even if you go to 48, it's too many people. That's the problem. And okay, because there's too many people, there's never going to be enough money to cover it all. And and again, the number that we had to ran to run gave us three point three million to pay the top thirty two in each event five stacks once. Multiply that by twelve. Come on, man! Like it's a it's a huge number, and it's going to require a hell of a lot more than Nike and Adidas getting involved in this. It has to be bigger bigger people with more money willing to put it in i need y'all to think bigger listen i'm thinking bigger okay check this out nike paid usa track and field like two million dollars for the exclusive rights of being the you know the the team sport right and they paid 32 million dollars for the brazilian soccer team one team Okay, yes. so you said it's too much money. If it's three million to pay them once, that means multiply by, by twelve. It's thirty-six million to pay to pay everybody for a year. You gonna tell me that sport that money doesn't exist in the sport of track and field? It absolutely does. We're not saying that it doesn't. No, I but mean, it does I'm not. Because, trying to be cheap. Okay, but the, the difference is the crowds they get for soccer and the crowds they get for track and field. Look, look, look. We can we can do this all night, but in fairness to our audience and in fairness to Miss Chu. Let's put a pin in it and go back to it later. Because at the end of the day, like, we all agree that track and field is broken. And we all agree that we got to find ways to make the playing field level so every gets, I'm going to call it the paying field level, right? Yeah. We all agree there needs to be a finite number of jobs. Like, we might disagree on, we might disagree on the numbers, but we'll say conceptually, I think we all agree there needs to be a finite number of jobs. There needs to be a level of professionality. And there needs to be a level of professionality in coaching because they need to be paid so that everything can be unionized. And there needs to be an absolutely open book, open book situation as it pertains to meets because I'll say it before we move on. The meets, at the end of the day, they were built to funnel. We understand. They were built, they were built clean, dirty money in Europe. There, there's a very good reason why no track athlete or uh, or agent has any idea how much money track meets make. They have no idea. There's a reason that only Sebco has some clue 
as to how much advertising money is asked for and made globally because they like to keep us in the dark so that we don't realize that the athletes and the coaches are getting about 7% of the pie as opposed to the craziness that the NBA has, which is 55%. Just let that wash over you. Brother, so, we, all, we all agree with you. At the end of the day, the okay, professional – I'm going to say this again in the interest – I said we I'm all agree. Not, I'm not boring our viewers. Dude, what's the next just, topic, Yeah, Thank you, Big Lee. Can we please move on? Because Lamar has lost his marbles. I have not lost my mind and do not did you, did, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're going to get muted again. Be careful. Okay. So let's make it fun. We'll end on a fun note. Best state. And I'm going to make this very specific. Best U.S. state to produce <laughs> high school track and field athletes. Go. Okay. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll go first. I mean, I, I, I don't. I, I won't make you go first because I haven't had to go first yet. Okay. You go I'll go. Okay. There are only a few states in the running. Okay. Wyoming me, is fire. For me, the, the state. For me, the states in the running are Florida, Texas, California, and a sleeper. If you do the math, if you really do the per capita math, Ohio. But so you're not including Texas. I said okay, Florida, Texas, California, and if you do the per capita sleeper number, Ohio. That's what I said. Now, anyone that knows me has heard me speak to this before. The only major state in the union that has a legitimate state championship where you know undoubtedly who the best of the best is, is the state of California. When the track season is over every year, you know who the best athlete is in California. You don't know who the best athlete is in Texas because the best people never race. Their advancement system is a mess. They got too many divisions. If you really study it, they got about 12 divisions in Texas. We like we all know one through five A, but they really got about twelve. Yeah, there's okay. a public school. There's a there's a public right. and a private. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Florida has too many divisions as well. There's talent across the board, but for me, if we're talking about high school track, I love the cutthroat, live or die. Everybody races everybody. Line up and find out if you're the best. That California does it, and if you go to the history of the record books. For the women, I don't even think it's close that it's California. For the men, it's, deb it's debatable from, you know, different states. But for me, because of the way we have to do it, because we don't play around with gimmick events like four-by-twos, we don't give double points for relay performances versus, it versus individual performances, you know. <laughs> like, there's all kind of minutia going along. And listen, I'm a fan of any talent of any kid throughout this country. But if you're asking me what state is the hardest to be the best in, the gauntlet that you have to run in California, the cutthroat nature of it, it's California. And I don't really think it's close for me. Okay. And yes, I'm being a homer. Um, you know what? I'm no one, no one, no one's surprised um, at you being a homer. Um, but I so, make good arguments, unlike Lamar with his homer pick earlier. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, you walked directly across the street and up the stairs. We didn't go a mile yeah. down the street to come back, and I appreciate that. 
Um, I'm going to say this, you know, I, California, Texas, Florida, I'm an Ohio guy, so I'm always going to roll with Ohio. I don't know. You have to mention Georgia. And there's this little state up there. Um, Virginia's pretty good, too, you know, per capita, as you say. Um, when I look at it, I'm going to ride with California as well. Um, but my biggest thing with California is you could take Georgia. They've got a good group. Um, you take the other states. They've got a couple of good groups here or there. But California does it all, okay? Like, they've got sprinters, they got jumpers, they got throwers. And the big one is they got distance runners, right? So some of the other states might have two or a couple of those groups, but California covers the whole gamut. And I think that's why they're, they're the best of my eyes. I mean, again, I'm partial to Florida because I coached high school track here. And, you know, just for the record, we did go out to California and thump some people, but that's a different story. Uh, when I was coaching high school track, uh, and of course, you know, I'm Ohio boy, so I got to ride with Ohio. And uh, shout out to my girl, Tiana B, you know, because you know, she's an Ohio girl as well. But if I'm going to be real, which is I'm going to do, is California. And you're right, it's not close. It's not close. You may now speak. Look here. Um, <laughs> you know, Georgia's a great state for track and field. Texas is an incredible state for track and field. Florida is an incredible state for track and field. For the most part, for all three of those. Um, the unfortunate part, the unfortunate truth um, for, for other people, the unfortunate part is, is this. California is the only state that you can be at a university in California, never make a phone call to a re recruit that is outside of the state that you reside in and you can win a national championship multiple different ways because you can get five of the top 10 throwers in the country. You can get five of the top 10 sprinters in the country. You can get five of the top 10 jumpers in the country. And here's the caveat. You can get five, maybe more of the top 10 distance runners in the country all in the same state. And I think a lot of times when state, when, when people want to, they want to thump their chest about state pride, they talk about the events that are most dear, near and dear to their heart. But if we're just going to be honest and call it 100, and I know on this show, we don't usually agree all the, you know, about stuff, but California it's big and it's got multiple weather patterns and, and you got people of variable skill, variable skills in, in, in multiple things. It's like, in California, you can get whatever it is you need. And uh, I, to, to take the same quote the two of you said, I mean, unfortunately, I thought this was going to be a better argument, but it's not. Like, it's yeah. really not that close. Yeah. On the surface, it's a great argument until you start thinking about it. You see, here, here's why I think California is better than the rest is because they line up and you get the best eight there. So yeah. you know you're trying to get in the top eight, not just in your classification, in the whole freaking state. Mm -hmm. So then you have to be better. So you have to work harder. You have to coach harder. And that's why they're better. Because in the other states, like you said, you know, you're, you're in the 1A and you know you can run 49 seconds. California, you're not running 49 seconds over the 400 hurdles, which you all need to run. 
it's no good, right? Well, well and, and to and to the, people, to the people that don't, you know, that aren't from the West Coast or don't have a full grasp of, of what I would refer to as the gauntlet, California's state qualifying process are sectional championships are most people's state meets. What I mean by that is California's a large state. The, the population of your section determines how many automatic bids you get into the state finals. So let's take the 100 meters. The southern section, which is the biggest section, everything but Los Angeles, the city of Los Angeles, all the surroundings. You get the top five in the section, qualify automatically for the state. But if you're number six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 15, and you hit the state qualifying standard in that section final, which is equal to eighth in the state the last the year before, right. you also get to go. And then when you get to the state championship meet, oh, I'm sorry, you have to run prelims on Friday and get knocked out. And then the best eight are on the line in the state. When I, I went to a high school, McClimans High School, West Oakland, California, we had about 400, 500 kids in the whole school. We got third place at the state finals with five dudes on the team because we were all really, really elite. Now, our section was cutthroat. We had three dudes on our roster that could run 47 seconds in the 100, but only one qualified for the final. You had to win our section because our section was so small. Like California, there you have to line up in race, and it don't matter if you run really well at the Arcadia Invitational, which is the best regular season meet in the country for high school track and field. On the West No one cares about that. You got to line up. You got to line up and do it at the section finals or your previous marks don't even matter. So, you know, I actually feel bad for the kids in Texas who are super talented and you never get to see them run in the state finals because their qualifying system is so rigid, is so about holding people out or they get lost on relay teams and don't have any individual marks because if you win the four by two, your team gets 20 points. But if you win the 200, you get 10. If anything, it should be reversed. If you win the 200 straight up, you should get 20. And if you got four dudes that can race, you should get 10. Like, I don't understand how that goes. So yeah, I, I'm shocked that, that the, my whole crew here on the panel agreed with me, but I'm glad y'all are on the right page on this. I, 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 I will for me, I think it goes back to Iron sharpens iron. You know, yeah. It's like we talked about the qualifying, you know, as much as we were against the regional qualifying system for the NCAA, it made the sport better. It did. And I think the way California does it, like I said, you're not just trying to be the top 16 in your class or the top 20 in your class. You're trying to be in the whole state. And then so for, you know, you have to work harder and get better. So, I mean, it's, go ahead. Fish. I'm sorry. I just say, say California it is. I, you know, I just think that, like, when you, when you really delve into it, there's two things that just jump out off the page at you is that, and, and they're both factual. Like, first of all, California is one of the few states where you go to the, you get to the state meet and you have the same state meet two days in a row. Like, you got the whole meet prelims and then you run the whole meet again the next day. So at the end of the day, like, you're required to do things that most high school track athletes are not required to do which is be really good two days in a row in multiple events. The other thing is there's just so much talent that, and I'm a nerd, so I've actually done, done, done the statistical analysis on this, the Southern section. So that's 
Clyde tried to explain it, but I'll, I'll say it like this. It's everything north of San Diego and south of the middle of California, not including Los Angeles, the city. So right. it's everybody that surrounds the city of Los mm -hmm. Angeles, but north of San Diego. So you're really only talking about like one fifth of the state of California, but the Southern section prelims. <laughs> so that's like, that's the meet two meets before the state meet that meet has more division one talent than any other meet in the entire country, including all state meets. So there's people that don't get two rounds from the state meet that now are division look, one talent. I am going to ride with you on a lot of things. I'm not sure I'm all right with you on that one. I'm gonna go look it up, because I mean, that, you, look, you're, some, you're trying to tell me that that one meet has more talent than the entire Florida State meet? By just class, By classification. No, 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 by there's, number. Because there's an awful lot of good talent at the Florida State meet, bro. Yes, but what I'm telling you is- And I don't, and I don't think that- Based yeah. on statistical analysis, so we're just talking about scholarships I mean, spots in college garnered, right? The number of kids in the Southern section prelim that go on to run track in college is larger than in any other track meet in the entire state. I mean, the entire country, because there's so many of them. Like, I, when, I was at, when I was at Cal, we hey, scholarship. Hey, I'm, I'm just giving you an example. We scholarshiped a girl that didn't make it out of the Southern section prelims, and she jumped 40 foot six. She was two. She was two levels from the state meet. And the reason the reason that stuff like that happens is, the the southern section prelims have a set amount of people who can advance. It don't matter how far you jump in that meet if you're not in the top whatever it is top eight that advance on. Right. You're done. That's it. The, only the meet, meet only meet in the section finals can you finish outside right. the top five and continue to advance. Right. And that's that's why it's so cold blooded. Like, it, it, and it's, it's weird rough, because the the best people like you're competing. So like they're still set up. They're still set up in section in um division, in division right? At so you level. can crush your division, but if your time or your mark is not in the top eight in the southern section prelim, you don't go on. So you won. You did everything your coach wanted you to do, but you finished ninth. You you're done. Yeah. So it's a it, weird meet. It's a weird track meet. It's cold blooded. Yes. Well, for the win, California. You know, I never in my life, I'm telling you right now, when I saw, like, on the, on the pre-production notes, when I saw that, there was no chance that I thought that the three of us would agree on that. No chance. I'd have well, been and, I'm, and I'm sure most people would think I was going to ride with Florida. And, you know, Florida, you know, we, we, do, we do pretty well here. We do. But, like, like I said, for me, if you just want to be honest about it, uh, California checks all the boxes, and we don't always check all the boxes. We just don't. Well, we got one thing right tonight. <laughs> so I'm going to apologize and not – I'm apologizing for my lighting. I forgot about my light. So I pulled the Lamar, forgot to turn the light on, hence the back light. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and apologize now. But, gentlemen, as always, such an invigorating conversation. And um, we will definitely have another debate soon because that's what it is. And don't forget the ties for my man Clyde now. Yes. Come on. Help him out. <laughs> Help him. Student booted. Suited and booted. You got, uh, you got an email address for him? 
you know, so somebody can like contact you? It is MarissaChu13 at gmail.com. Full name, 13 at gmail.com. So I got you. Ties for Clyde, baby. <laughs> Clyde for Ties. Clyde for Ties. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, enjoy the week. We'll see each other again one week from today. And other than that, enjoy the outro. Again, shout out to Coach Cheat for this, uh, this great rendition of words and beats. So thank you so much. We'll see each other soon. Don't call it a comeback. Well, that's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. If you like what you heard, give us a rating and review on iTunes and hit that subscribe button. As well, we'd encourage you to connect with others and share the podcast on your social media. Looking forward to next time when we connect you with another great track and field connection. Bye, guys.